Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I want to go ahead and encourage you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew. If you have your Bibles with you, the Gospel of Matthew. I know some of you have the tablets, have your phone, whatever works for you. You use whatever you need to to get the Word in front of you. I want to talk to you. Uh, over the next few Sundays about an unforgettable Christmas, an unforgettable Christmas. I want all of us here at Mount Olive First PH to have an unforgettable Christmas, and we want others to have an unforgettable Christmas. You do realize that today is December the 1st. That means that Christmas is in 24 days. Let me say that again. Christmas is in 24 days. And today we kick off the Advent season here at the church where uh, we come together and celebrate uh, the virgin birth of our Savior Jesus. I mean, that's the real reason behind Christmas. Jesus is the reason we celebrate, and that's why we're going to come together. And uh, there's a lot of things that happen around Christmas that make it unforgettable. But I don't want you to forget Christmas, and it's in 24 days. And I was speaking to a lady last night. We had an event in, in the big city, the metropolitan area of Clipso, North Carolina. We had a, the, a lighting of the Christmas tree last night, the second annual lighting of the Christmas tree. I saw some of you there, and uh, we served some food there and hot chocolate. And I talked to a lady last night, and she told me that she had already finished all of her Christmas shopping. She started in the summer, and she was already done. And she was walking around with a glow and all this peace. And I was thinking, good night. Lisa's got to get on the ball. <laughs> We're the type of people in our house, we like to wait to the last minute. We like to get out there in the chaos. But then now you know you can do all your Christmas shopping through Amazon. You can sit right there in the comforts of your own home with a cup of coffee and watching football and just click a button and order stuff, and they bring it to your house. Isn't that nice? Man, glory to God for that. You can't bring it to our house and drop it off because Oreo used the bathroom on it every time we drop it off at our house. We have to give our people special instructions that we have a dog named Oreo. Anyway, I just got off somehow there. But I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'm looking forward to Christmas, and I hope you're all looking forward to Christmas as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a time that we celebrate a lot of things. Most of all, we celebrate Jesus. We were uh, decorating our house, been doing that for uh, a couple of weeks now, and we have some of the ornaments on the trees of our boys when they were small kids, and we're just looking at some of those photos, and, and I'm thinking, my goodness, just in, just in a couple of years, it's amazing how fast your youngins grow up, isn't it? Amen. And we're looking there, and we're looking at some of these pictures, and we're kind of reminiscing about uh, when they were smaller and the things we would do. It was those unforgettable times at Christmas. 
I remember, uh, he, he's going to hurt me when I tell this, but Caden was just a little fella, and, and we were living in a little apartment here in Clips, uh, in Mount Olive at the time, and, and at Christmas time, Caden got one of those power wheel John Deere tractors, a John Deere. And we had that thing that was there in the living room on Christmas morning on one side, and he had a, a drum set that he got from uh, at Christmas on the other side over there. And he got up that morning and all sleepy-eyed and walked in there and, and he sat down on that John Deere Power Wheels tractor and he was trying to figure it out. And before I knew it, he had hit that pedal and that tractor took off and went right through the drum set, right through it. <laughs> it was an unforgettable Christmas because after that, he didn't even want to get on that tractor anymore. We had to like wait a, uh, and coach him to get back on it, not be afraid of it. But that was an unforgettable Christmas for us. And I know many of you gathered here this morning have those same kind of memories that make Christmas unforgettable. I'll tell you one thing that makes Christmas unforgettable to me is the lights, the lights at Christmas. Uh, thank God for the lights. There's lights on Christmas trees. There's lights on houses, lights on barns, lights. There's uh, moving lights now. There, I mean, it's amazing. Musical lights, white lights, colorful lights, small lights, big lights. There's lights everywhere, and there's going to be lights in here tonight. We're going to light this worship center up tonight is going to be a beautiful time. It's going to be unforgettable. How many of y'all remember, you know, if you have kids or grandkids, some of those times that you would load everybody up in the car and uh, you would take them off and ride through the neighborhoods and look at Christmas lights or, or maybe you would go down the meadow and get the kids and ride on that little train and, and the adults, your, your knees are around your ears where you're so big inside the car and you got the little kids and just having a good time. Well, one thing about an unforgettable Christmas for me with the lights, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, just hang on now, just hang on. These unforgettable Christmas lights, I love the lights. We, I, I've told it before, I believe, but I'm going to tell it again. It's my sermon. I can do it, right? We were in Charlotte one year, right around Christmas, and uh, we saw this advertisement for a drive-through Christmas light show, and we paid and got the uh, ticket to go through the driving light show, and the, the light show that you drove through in the neighborhood was actually in sync with uh, a radio station uh, there in your car, and you could turn the Christmas music on, and the lights kind of worked with the music in your car, and we're going through these neighborhoods in Charlotte. It just seemed like it took forever uh, to go through this trail of lights. And all of a sudden, you, you drive your car up this big old hill and there's lights everywhere and you can't really tell what you're doing or where you're going. And then you come down, you're inside the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Yeah, that's what I said, wow. And we actually, on Lisa's car, I did a lap around the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And it was so cool and they had it all decorated in there. And I mean, you couldn't go that fast, but you know, we were still on the speedway. But that was an unforgettable time because of all the lights there for Christmas. And you know, it reminds me that lights played a big part in making the very first Christmas unforgettable. The Magi, you read the story at Christmas, the Magi, they follow the, the star of Bethlehem. It's a light that they're following. And then the shepherds who are out in the uh, field working by night, they, they encounter a divine light as the angels are there and they see a, a, the glory of God manifested and they're actually traveling to see that baby in the manger who is the light of the world. So light definitely makes Christmas unforgettable. And today, I believe the Lord wants to remind us that he wants us to be a light this Christmas. He wants God, he wants, he wants his people to be a light for Christmas 
And we find recorded in the gospel of Matthew that Jesus tells us that he wants us to be lights at Christmas and even every other, every other day in the world around us. Look in the gospel of Matthew chapter five. I'm gonna to read to you what Jesus said to his followers about having influence in the world. You're called to be someone who has influence in the world for Christ. Jesus said this on the Sermon on the Mount. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time together. I thank you for this opportunity to declare your word, declare the gospel. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, by the work of your Holy Spirit, feel me, feel everyone here right now. God, there'd be a great anointing working throughout each and every life. And God, that your word, God, would just move us to shine for you and be a light in this dark world. God, we need you more than ever. We depend on you now. Holy Spirit, fill us in Jesus' name. Amen. Just a few things I want to point out to you before we have some prayer time. Number one, from this passage that I've read to you today, Jesus' words to his followers, that as we go into this Christmas season, we need to be reminded that we're called to be people of light. Every one of us in here today are called to be people of light. Jesus said, you, you are the light of the world. Look to your neighbor and say, you. You are the light of the world. Jesus has called each and every one of us that are followers of Christ to be light. And you can only be light in this world. Listen to me, please. You can only be light in this world and the only way you can do it is to first make sure that you have Jesus, who is the true light, living in your heart. So the question this morning, first and foremost, is do you have Jesus in your heart today? Because he is the true light. He is the true source of light. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but they will have the light of life. Jesus declared himself, I am the light of the world. Now, wait a minute. How can Jesus be the light of the world, and how can we be the light of the world? Which one is it? No, Jesus is the light of the world, and we're to be the light of the world because he lives inside of us, and we reflect him wherever we go. Come on now. <clears throat> John the Baptist, we read where he testifies that Jesus is the true light that gives light to every man. We are the light of the world. God's people are the light of the world. And we're the light of the world because we are illuminating Christ to the people around us. We have the light of life living in us. We're people of uh, light because we've been transformed. Have you been transformed this morning from darkness to light? Come on, friend, if you've been transformed, if you've been saved, if you've been born again and now Christ lives in you, you have been transformed. No longer, no longer in the darkness of sin. No longer walking in the darkness of sin. Now you're a child of light. Paul said this right here. You were once in darkness, but now you have the light of the Lord in you. Now you should live as children of light. Let me ask you this morning, like the Lord asked me, are you living 
as a child of light? Are you living as a person of light? If we're, listen, if you name the name of Christ and you claim to be a follower of Christ today, you will be walking in God's light. And the only way you can do that, listen, the only way you can do it, please, if you, may, you need to make sure that you have Christ in your heart. This can be the most unforgettable Christmas for you if you'll just surrender your life to Jesus Christ and begin to follow him. It's the greatest decision that you will ever make in your life. You, you wonder why there's, there's darkness and there's gonna be some dark times, but friend, even in that dark time that you're going through, you can still have a lot of life living in you uh, through Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to make sure that Jesus is in your heart as you go into this Christmas. I wanna ask you this morning, are you reflecting the light of Jesus to others? Are we, people, are, we, are we people that are full of light today? We should be people that are full of light today. The question is, when, do you walk in a room and do you brighten it up or are you one of the ones that walk in the room and make it darker? Don't look at nobody now. Do you make it brighter when you walk in or do you make it darker? Listen, God's people should be people of light. Don't you love being around people of light? People that are just so full of light that they, sometimes you wonder, are they on something? They, they, they got to be on something. Yeah, they're on something. They're on Jesus. One of the missionaries asked, uh, or one of the people in a native country asked one of the missionaries, uh, what kind of cream do you put on your face to make yourself shine? He said, it's not nothing on the outside. It's what's on the inside that makes me shine, and his name is Jesus. So glory to God for people who are full of light. Those people that they just brighten your day, they, they always bring a smile to your face. Do, do you know people like that? Do you, they are people out there like that. You know that, right? People that bring a smile to you. you you're drawn to them because they brighten up your life. You're, you're drawn to them because they're reflecting Jesus. Do you know that wherever Jesus went, people were drawn to him? They, they were drawn to him. I mean, even when he sat down at tables with sinners and the, and the outcast or whoever, people were drawn to him because he is the light of the world. And, and the reason they were drawn to him was because when he walked in, he walked in in love and he walked in with compassion and he walked in with kindness. And that's the kind of people we need to be. People walking in love, walking in kindness, looking to be a blessing to other people, not trying to tear anybody down or not trying to make the room darker but making it brighter because we're people of light. God help us to be people of light. The second thing I want to mention to you that we can analyze from this verse here in Matthew is that Jesus said that we should let our light shine in dark places. We should let our light shine in dark places. In Matthew 5, I just read to you verse 15, Jesus said, neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Not just some people, but everyone. That light gives out to everyone. It illuminates to everyone. Now, this, uh, I think it was last week, we were putting up our Christmas tree there at the house and uh, it's kind of interesting at our place because we can leave our tree uh, put together and assembled with all the decorations and lights on it. And what we do, don't laugh now, we wrap it in saran wrap. And we take our tree and we put it in a storage area and every year at Christmas, all I have to do is go upstairs and grab that tree that's wrapped in saran wrap, pull it down, put it into place, take the saran wrap off, fluff it up a little bit, put the, uh, plug it in in the wall 
And there you go. Now, there may be a few decorations sacrificed in the transition, but it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. And this year we plugged our tree in and, and it was looking good and Lisa was gone. She's going to be proud of me when she gets home. I put the Christmas tree up. I've decorated. I put lights on and everything. And she comes in and she says, there's some lights out on this tree. And so we need to take all these decorations off and put new lights on it. And I was like, may the Lord be with you. And, and when I looked at that tree and she pointed that out, I was looking and you could see these dark spots on that tree. And it reminded me that there's some people who are going into this Christmas season, yes, lights make it unforgettable, but there's some people that are going into Christmas this season and their lights have gone out. Their lights have gone out. It's a dark time for a lot of people here in our own church family and it's definitely a dark time for a lot of people in this world I mentioned to you last week that from Thanksgiving right on through Christmas, that depression and anxiety at an all-time high, people who are walking around with no hope, people walking around that are wanting to take their life. I'm talking about even young kids, friend, that just don't even feel like living anymore because of depression and anxiety. People are in some dark places. It's a real thing. Many of you are going through some dark times. People are in the dark because they're lost spiritually. I remember how blind I was in darkness when I wasn't living for Jesus. I know there's people living in darkness this morning because their lives are broken. There's people in some dark places today. They have broken lives. There's broken marriages. There's broken relationships. There's, there's broken homes. And, and friend, there's broken dreams. Some people this morning are living in darkness because of, the, uh, of addiction. You know, we had a funeral here this past week of a 25-year-old boy. Drugs took his life. I'm telling you, there's people all around us in our community today that are in darkness, moms and dads that are weeping in darkness because their children are just addicted to drugs. People are in darkness because of grief, of losing someone they love. People are in darkness because of losing their job. I met a man in the community this week, a great, a great friend of ours and our family, and we were talking to him, and he found out just this week, right here as we go into the Christmas season, he found out that he lost his job. Friend, I'm telling you, friend, people are in darkness, and the darkness is getting darker by the day, and the, the more it gets dark, the more light we need. Amen. The darker it gets, the more light that we need, and we need God's light. We need God's light. We don't need the light from the government. We don't need the light from anywhere else. The we, we need the light of God shining in this dark world. Amen. We need the light of God. <clears throat> People living in darkness, they, they need the light of God. They need the, they need the kindness and the love of God. I, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I don't want you to hear me the wrong way on this. But listen, <clears throat> people that are living in darkness right now, they, they don't, they're not looking for a, a three-point sermon at Christmas and they're not looking for somebody to sing them a Christmas song. They, they need somebody to help them. They need, need somebody to put their arms around them and show them kindness and show them love and lift them up and, and do something for them that can, that can help them get to Jesus. They need God's love. You mean to tell me this morning, you think that young man that's, that's sitting somewhere this morning and shooting up heroin in his veins, that he wants to hear me preach this Christmas sermon and he wants to hear a Christmas song? 
No, he needs Jesus. He needs somebody to come around him and pick him up and say, you know what? There's more to your life than this drug and you can get up and we can get you somewhere and we can get you some help. And you need to love on them and show them kindness and do something to help them. Every one of them that's ever reached out to me, they didn't call me and say, can you preach me a sermon or can you sing me a song? They said, no, can you help me get somewhere and get some help? God, help us today to be a light that shines in darkness. Help us to shine, Lord. Help us to shine. Help us to shine. Help this church to shine. God, help this preacher to shine. Lights we see here in this scripture, they shine everywhere. I've seen light shining everywhere. I've seen a light, a Christmas tree on top of a grain bin out there in Rome's chapel this week. There's lights everywhere. Lights in the country, lights in the city, lights on little houses, lights on big houses. It reminds me that Jesus wants us to be a light everywhere we go and to everyone we see. We must be a light to all people. I said we must be a light to all people. But what about the one that did me wrong? Let your light shine. What about the one that cut me off down here at the intersection by McDonald's? Let your light shine. What about the one that slipped in front of me and jumped in line at Walmart? Let your light shine at Walmart. What about the one that's not the same color as me? Let your light shine. What about the one that's from a different neighborhood than where I am and they speak a different language than what I speak? Let your light shine. God, help us to let our light shine. How about the one that gets my blood boiling? Let your light shine. Let your light shine. You heard, remember that song? I should have asked Pastor Kevin to come up here and sing it. This little light of mine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. That's what Jesus wants us to do this Christmas season. Let our light shine. Let our light shine. The problem is, listen, he says, let your light shine. Let your light shine. Let, say let. That means you can make a decision. Am I going to let my light shine or am I not going to let my light shine? Jesus said, let your light shine. And the problem is that sometimes we decide on who's going to get the light and who's not going to get the light. Oh, I'm talking. It's getting quiet now. Jesus has called us to shine our light to all people, all people. And I know some, listen to me, hear me this morning. Depending on who the person is, sometimes we're tempted to do what Jesus said could happen. Depending on who that person is, sometimes we see them coming and we want to put that light under a bowl and we don't want to shine for them. It almost works like that thing that used to be real popular, the clapper. You know, you can clap on the light and you can clap off the light and sometimes you can be going and you're clapped on and the light's shining and here they come and you say, and the light goes off. <laughs> and you don't have time for them, you don't want to shine for them, you don't want to do it. Jesus said, let your light shine to everyone in the house. And that means that we're to shine 24-7. I know around here we make a joke sometimes about, you know, you need to ride by so-and-so's house. Listen, it's March and they still got their Christmas lights up. But you know what? 
Jesus gives us permission to leave our lights up and on year round. He gives us permission to leave them up and running and bright all year long and we need to and I know it's hard. Listen to me, I know it's hard. I'm not gonna pretend, you've heard me say it before. I live in Realville, right there where every one of you live and I want you to know that this week I had an encounter with someone who was living in darkness and, and they pushed my buttons to the very last limit. And I'll be honest with you, when, when, when I had to go back to them and talk to them, I was like, my, my, my clapper ain't working. My clapper ain't working. My clapper's broke this morning. And, and my little light, it was under the bowl and it won't, it won't shine and it was kind of flickering and one little wind would have blown it out. And I'm like, get the clapper on, Lord, help me. You ever ran into any people like that before in your life? Oh, you don't have to raise your hand. Just leave the preacher right here by himself. <laughs> All of you glow in the dark and walk on water. Glory. <laughs> and all I could say was, Lord, help me and forgive me for not letting my light shine. Does God want me to hide my light on a bowl to those people that are in the darkest places in their life? I mean, really and truly, I'm asking you a question. Does God want me to hide my light in a bowl to those that are in the very darkest of dark places? No. Those are the ones that he wants us to go to and be light. In the darkest places, that's where God wants us to go, to the, to the worst person, to the, to the darkest corner. That's where the Lord wants us to go and be light. <laughs> to show kindness, to show love, to show forgiveness, to show grace, to show mercy. And the Lord reminded me of that this week. It's amazing how he does it. God, help us today to be light and not put our light under a bowl, but to be bright and shining for the Lord 24-7 everywhere we go. How many of you want to let your light shine? I pray that we will all let our light shine. I promise you this right here. If you'll let your light shine everywhere you go and to everybody you see, not only will you have an unforgettable Christmas, but everybody around you is going to have an unforgettable Christmas. The problem is some of us got one of those timers on our lights like we have in our yard. They come up and they come on when the sun goes down and sometime during the night the light goes out. Some of you, you come to, you got that Sunday timer on. Nine o'clock, timer's on. Lights are shining bright. Leave out of here at 12, the timer goes down. Go to work tomorrow. Once you were at church and you act like a German shepherd at work. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, God wants us to be people of light everywhere we go, all the time. God help us. Not to have any delays in our timer, on our, on our lights, but to shine bright all the time so this can be an unforgettable Christmas. And I want to wrap it up here and tell you this. Our light has a divine purpose. Our light has a divine purpose. Jesus said this in this verse I read to you. He said, in the same way, let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, we already know that we don't do good deeds to get into heaven. We're saved by grace that no man can boast about any works. It's by the grace of God that we're saved. But because of the fruit of our salvation, there should be good deeds out of our life. 
So there's a divine purpose for this light that's inside of us and it's to bring glory to God. Listen, you want to know what your purpose is in life? I know you're gonna think this is so simple, so simple. You know what your purpose is for your life? Jesus said it's to be light. Be light. Just be light wherever you go. You wanna know how to glorify me? Be light, be light. Just be light. How easy is that? Just be light. Jesus said, let your good deeds Bring praise and glory to the heavenly Father. Good deeds should be done, not so we can say what a great guy you are, what a great lady you are. And they may say that, but you can always say, but I give God all the glory. It's about God getting the glory. Good deeds are not about people saying, you know, what an awesome church that is, but even though we know this is an awesome church. But it's about God getting all the glory and God getting all the praise. Good deeds should be done to point everybody to the source of true light, and that's Jesus Christ. Everything that you do in your life, every time you're shining, which is all the time, you should be pointing people to Jesus. Should be bringing glory to God with your life. John the Baptist knew all about bringing glory to God with his life. John the Baptist, he said, may God become greater and I become less. If you want your light to shine brighter, you become less and let God become greater. Peter knew about it too. Peter said this, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and what? Glorify God on the day that he visits us. Peter said that. When you study those two words, good deeds, and you study it in the Greek, you know what those two words mean, good deeds? It means something beautiful. That God wants to do something beautiful through your life and that beauty brings glory to God. Don't you want God to do something beautiful through you into the lives of others? So what can we do? What can we do that will be beautiful this Christmas? What can we do this Christmas to shine our light? What can we do this Christmas to make it unforgettable? Be light at home. Be light at home. Be, be a light at work. Be a light at the gym. Uh, be a light wherever you go. Tell, tell people the beautiful story of how Jesus saved you and delivered you and rescued you. You got a story, you know that, right? Tell that beautiful story. Call someone who was struggling. You can do this. Listen, you want to do something beautiful this Christmas and make it unforgettable? Why don't you get on the phone and, and call someone? Look at our prayer list that gets emailed to you and find some people and pray over them and call them, those that are struggling, and encourage them. Do something beautiful for our law enforcement. You could do something, you could buy, look, buy somebody a meal, buy your preacher a meal. I mean, not the preacher, but buy a person a meal. <laughs> buy, buy someone a meal. Get the person behind you in the drive-thru. Go visit the sick. Do something beautiful. Send someone a, a, an encouraging text message. Post something positive on social media. Hello. I get tired of seeing people who are claimed to be Christians and people like just come on there with so much darkness and so much hatred. Share the love of God on there. Glory to God. You want to do something beautiful that's going to make Christmas unforgettable? Get ready. Put your seatbelt on. Here we go. Offer forgiveness to somebody who's hurt you. Ooh. Now, you didn't have to say that, preacher. Offer forgiveness to someone who's hurt you. Never repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. God, help us. Invite somebody to church. 
Do something beautiful to be a blessing to others. What's something beautiful you can do to make Christmas unforgettable to somebody this year? Maybe God's already speaking to you about a certain person, a certain family, going through a certain situation. What's something beautiful we can do and make Christmas unforgettable? Listen to me real quick. We're getting ready to take up an offering. In just about another week and a half here, we're going to have many kids here from our local schools that have been identified by social workers who are families that are going through some tough times in their life and they just need a little help. Last year, we did a certain number. This year, we're going to just about double that number. And we're going to be buying gifts for some very special kids through our Impact Christmas Outreach. That's one thing that we're going to do in just a few weeks. And if you want to be a part of it, you're getting ready to have a chance, and, and we're going to be telling you more about it. You want to do something beautiful this Christmas to make it unforgettable? You, you can bless in families. You know we're going to be making some Christmas food boxes for families. There's going to be a ham in there. There's going to be all the, the fixings to go with it. There's going to be dessert in there. And there's a lot of families within our church, but some in the community, and we're going to be able to give them a Christmas box to help them have an unforgettable Christmas. You know, we gather around and we're so blessed. We got so much to be thankful for. But I'm telling you, friend, there's people that are living in darkness all around us and they need light. They need light. They need the light of God's love. This is another thing that we're gonna do. We did it, uh, I think it was last year, year before. We're gonna help warm our community. We bought, we bought heaters, space heaters, Anybody in our community, anybody in this church that didn't have heat in their home through the winter, we went and bought space heaters and we brought those heaters, delivered some of them, they came and picked them up, but we're gonna keep people warm because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be light. And all that stuff, it takes resources, it takes money. And that's why we wanna take an opportunity today for us to give to an offering for the king. Like the Magi brought the very best to that baby laying in that manger. We want to give our very best to the Lord today in this offering for the king so we can use this offering to bless a lot of families in a lot of different ways through this Christmas season and so they can experience the light and love of God in their life. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and if the ushers will go ahead and and get ready to come and we're going to worship in just a minute here. Listen, this offering, this thing about the Impact Christmas, if you're interested in serving that night, we're going to be providing some information for you. But we did it last year, and let me tell you something. It was one of the most powerful events that we have ever done here on this campus at Mount Olive. We had an opportunity to bless them with toys and with food. We had an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And at the very end, we had an opportunity to pray over every one of those families that came through our doors. We prayed over them. I know I mentioned it last year. I'll mention it again. One of the things that will make Christmas unforgettable for me that year was when one family came through and it was a young little uh, boy that might have been a first grader. He might have been in kindergarten and His mom and dad were not with him. I don't even know if he knew who his mom and dad were. His grandma was with him. She was bringing him through. And we stood over that box of food and we stood over those toys. And I said, before you leave, I want to pray for you and pray over over your family. And I remember what he said. He said, you want to pray? And I said, yeah. He said, well, can I lead the prayer? And we, we bowed down over that box of food and that little boy prayed, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. By his hands we are fed. 
Give us, Lord, our daily bread. <laughs> Mess me up. It was another opportunity. It was another opportunity for us to be light to some families that are going through darkness. Would you stand with me, please? Lord, we thank you for this time today, God. We thank you, God, for that you are the light of the world. And God, we know that we can only be light because we have you in our heart. And Lord, my prayer right now is if there's anyone here going into this Christmas season and the sin has brought darkness in their life and there's no light shining and they're ready to receive you so they can know you as Lord and Savior and they can know that they can have a home in heaven. I pray that right now, whoever that individual is, God, that you would just by your spirit just draw them right now to you and they would confess their sins and that they would believe in you, Jesus, and you taking their place on the cross at Calvary. And they would place their faith in you, your resurrecting power that gives life to all. God, I pray if there's anyone lost here today, God, that today your light would fill them, save them. They would reach out to you right now and just call upon your name and just invite you in to be Lord over their life and be Savior. And they would make a decision today to follow you all the days of their life and that they would be light, people of light, wherever they go. Lord, if there's anyone here today, God, that's lost, save them. And Lord, we pray today as a church. Church, let's pray right now before we leave. If there's anything blocking that light from shining to the people around me, Lord, I pray, God, that right now that you would remove it out of me. If there's a wrong attitude in me, Lord, God, move it out. If there's pride, if there's prejudice, if there's jealousy, what, God, no matter what it is, God, I pray that you would lift it off of us that we can be a light wherever we go. God, we pray right now that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. And God, that this would be an unforgettable Christmas, not only in our life, but unforgettable in the people around us as we shine for you. With your love, with your kindness, and with your grace and mercy. In Jesus' name.